monsters. <laughs> Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine just like spooky music, which of course there always is, and then it's just like the tippy taps, the wind blowing, the rain, and then it's just us like trying to be like the vampire host. Oh my god. Yes. Can we please open it like Tales from the Crypt? Like it's just like good evening, and then it like it fades in, and we're just in an armchair with like a Chardonnay and and a spoopy cat. Chardonnay specifically and a sweepy cap. You don't want you don't want like Cabernet. You don't want red wine. I'ma be real, my wine glass is gonna be full of Baha ha 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 blast. <laughs> specifically? Yeah, specifically. Sponsor you know, us Baja Blast. You know, please. <laughs> I would love that so much right now. I love Baja Have a Blast. Whole Discord emote of Baja Blast. Please sponsor us. <laughs> please. <laughs> Check out twitch.tv forward slash SKL00N for all of your Baha Blast needs. Man, listen, if if I ever get sponsored by Baja Blast, I will treat you right. I will treat you right. I will I will praise your name every single day. <laughs> I just kinda love the whole like I will wear all the Baja Blast merchandise feasibly possible. Your whole aesthetic. I'm just Baja Blast. That's just, that's just it. You are a Baja Blast. Right? Baja He. <laughs> He's cute. He's cute. You want to get married? <laughs> I told you. Ravens. Doves. I'm going to hold a pumpkin. And I'm going to literally rip that pumpkin open with my bare hands. And oh, inside oh. of it will be oh. your ring. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh my, is it, is it warm in here? <laughs> That's how I want to be proposed to, so I'm just going to do that for you. The pumpkin with your bands. Hi, I'm Ash. My TikTok is full of people who are just punching open giant fruits and then ripping them apart with their bare hands. How are you today? Excuse Have you seen me? those TikToks? No. Oh, there's this guy who I don't know his user handle and I'm so, I'm a horrible, I'm a horrible content creator. Let's just be real right now. But basically, he Shut- literally will punch a hole big enough to just put his little fingies into it and he will rip open a watermelon and then he eats it like he'll just be like yeah it's a real watermelon and i don't waste it and then he just like puts his face in it i'm like oh what is happening right now what (laughs) new kink unlocked is that what's happening for you ash oh that's been unlocked oh oil that's that's forever ago Listen, and then there's this guy, again, don't know his handle, but he's the one that, like, he specifically wears, like, suspended pants, and then he'll, like, snap on or snap off his suspenders. Sometimes he'll take off his shirt, but most of the time, he literally just has, like, a giant axe and a giant chunk of wood, and he'll sit there and he'll just hammer the wood down and, like, split it in half. <laughs> it's incredible. I'm like, first of all, that's intense arm strength right yeah. there. Like, I have you tried lifting an axe, first and foremost? <laughs> yeah, I have. I'm just cackling at your, like, lumberjack fantasies over there. Listen, when, uh, when you know him, you got him, baby. I mean, she. She. Well, I outed myself 
real fast on this. Like, I, that's not fine. Even I I like people five who minutes twirl in. knives. You know what? I'll I'll give something. <laughs> you twirl a knife, I am simping hard. What if I just give you tacos and cookies oh. and Baja Blast and oh, hot cocoa? You don't even have to try. I'm already simping for you, Ash. What do you mean? Oh my god. Is this our love story? I just <laughs> asked you to marry me. <laughs> this is true. You're right. Babe, do you You're still right. love me? We're we're married. We're married. What do you mean? Right, but do you still love me? You like still we could like be me? married, but do you slide a little note over and check yes or no? Do you still like me? <laughs> That's gonna be me, man. <laughs> Would you like to go to dinner with me today? It's here at this house. I'm gonna put a post-it note. Like right, right on the like mirror in the morning, be like, "Do you still like me?" Circle yes or no. You could like come over in the afternoon. You're like, "Um, hi. You didn't send me a good morning text. I'm not about this life. Okay, do, I don't need you to sit here and lie to my face that you want to be with me. Okay." Oh shit, we're supposed to get good morning text, bitch. Listen, I'm not even awake in the mornings, so you don't. That's not happening. I expect good night texts. I don't care what time you wake up as long as you send me a text saying, like, hello or something like that. Like, that's my Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I want good evening with the host from Tales of the Crypt every time. Good evening. Good evening. I don't care what time of the day it is. (laughs) Have you seen the Muppets? That's Skloon, by the way. We're horrible at this again. Skloon is adorable and she loves twirling knives and I'm going to marry her. Done. So, anyway. That's Ash. She's going to rip open a pumpkin for me. A ring's going to be in there. I'm going to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. It's just going to be a teeny tiny pumpkin. They're probably the hardest to rip open. Yeah. I mean, they're not a hard outer. It's fine. <laughs> I On Disney Plus yesterday, shout out to Disney. I Disney was like. Detney. I was like. Shut up. <laughs> you're, such, you're so dumb. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I really just want to watch like a spooky thing, but not too spooky. Like, I only got like 30 minutes before I want to go play like a game or something. Like, what do we got while I eat dinner? And I literally saw Muppets Haunted Mansion. And I was like, hello. It has Darren Chris in it. First of all, I miss him from Glee Days. And even before Glee, when he was in Starboy Productions, when he was Harry Potter in a very Potter musical. Have you seen that? No. Oh, baby. It's better than the movies. Let's be real. You're better than the movies. Oh, you're magical. You're more magical than all the movies combined. Well, I would hope so. It started tanking after a little bit, and they picked back up, and they tanked again. I thought they were pretty good. They're also cursed for me. I can never watch Harry Potter again. Wait, hold on. Why? Because when I was in the hospital, that's all they played. So I just was watching it for like a week oh. plus in the hospital. But the, they played it. Okay, let me just rant for a minute. They played the movies all the way through, right? Until mm-hmm. they got to the second to last one. And then they didn't play the last one. They just started it over again. Wait, wait. So they only played part one. They didn't even bother playing part two. Yes. And it made me so angry. That's some bullshit. It made me so angry. First of all, how are you going to play the whole marathon and then not play part two? I don't know. I had to watch through them a second time to get to part two. I'm sorry. It's all, all every day. All day. Harry Potter. Snape being like, Potter! And then like, it's all good all day, every day. Harry, did you put your name in the cabinet of fire? I love that. Uh, I apologize for my cat 
my cat just jumped up here right before that and was like, hey. And then I screamed in his face, do you want to put your name in the fire? And he went, no. And then he didn't put his name in the goblet of fire, Ash. No, he was he perturbed that I would scream at him. He didn't do it. It's okay. He didn't do it. So anyway, Darren Chris used to be in a production called Starboy. It was a YouTube channel. Pretty sure it's called Starboy. And they made a very Potter musical. And it's essentially very Potter musical. It's like the first like two to three books like wrapped into one. It's quite nice. Quite nice. There's uh, the best Draco Malfoy I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Cho Chang is great. She's country. It's perfect. Hermione actually is Hermione. Like in the terms of like crazy hair and bewildered by everything. She's baffled. Baffled. And Ron Weasley eats red vines like the entire time. It's, It's incredible. And it's a great play. And I think everyone should watch the YouTube series, please. But he was in it. Uh, John Stamos was in it. A few other people whose names I can't remember off the top of my head. I literally watched it yesterday. Will Arnett is in it. But the reason why I'm talking about this is because literally the whole premise is that Gonzo wants to be in this haunted mansion. Or he wants to like do the challenge for like his favorite magician's 100 year anniversary of like their disappearance. And the whole movie show thing basically is the ride. Oh. So they literally have bits and pieces where they're like, please, your doom buggy. <laughs> and there's a commentary that happens and Will Arnett as the ghost host is like, good evening. Welcome to the mansion. I'll be your host, your ghost host. And it's just so perfect how it was portrayed. I highly recommend it. It was a cute like 20... 20- 25 minute show really enjoyed it so that's just what i'm thinking about right now is just the muppets good evening you know have you ever played i think i mentioned this before the uh rice word game rice hungry game rice hungry game so essentially when i was in high school uh more than 10 years ago um there was a website where you can literally answer definition questions or um, get language words. So, for example, you can pick German and it would give you like kindergarten and you had have to sit there and you would have to figure out what that meant. And if you click the correct word or definition, it would literally donate like I think it was like a bag or a pound of rice to countries that needed food. Oh, yeah. No, my state is stingy. We didn't do anything like that. Oh, it was such a... It's just a website. Just a regular website. You don't even have to... It's like not even through the state. I think it was like government. That sounds nice, though. I like that. Rice goes a long way. Ah, it's freerice.com. Freerice.com. Everybody mm-hmm. go to freerice.com. Do the things. Give rice. Yeah, freerice.com. I literally opened it up right now, and it immediately was like, hey, what does injure mean? And it gives you, mm mm-hmm. Like, injury? Yeah. Oh. Did you just say you don't know? I thought it was, like, a a different language. No. I I literally just opened it up, and it was still in English. Oh. (laughs) Well, now I look stupid. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing we have a cutout. 
Um, but you yep. can log oh, in, you can sign up, you can have categories, pop music. They've upgraded this a whole hell of a lot. Ambassadors have changed. Like, you can absolutely not sponsored because I don't know how they would ever sponsor anyone. But this is literally what I would sit there and do. And I would learn words when I was in high school. And I would just learn vocabulary that way. And it was really nice. Because sometimes learning on your own is better. Because sometimes when we touch. (laughs) Earlier when we were getting ready, I went to to go to the bathroom and I still have my headset on and I just hear Skloon singing. Like aggressive singing. What? In the middle of the night. Oh, in the sleep, call, call, in the sleep. And I was like, hello? What are we? In the middle of the night. Call, call, name call. Call, call. And I was like, call, call, we... name night. Take Do we me. need to talk? Do we need to talk about something? Mm-mm. Do we need to? Nope, nope, nope. Oh. Why um. use long word when few word work fine? You're right. You are absolutely right, and I can't believe I doubted you for even a split second. Thank you. You're welcome. Make sure it doesn't happen again. <laughs> Abso-fucking-lutely, it will. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to that. Like, oh, uh, well. N- you know why it's- I'm gonna doubt you again? Because I'm gonna be like, hey, Skloon, did you eat today? And you're gonna be like, yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't believe that. That's a low blow, Ash. <laughs> mm, is that's it? A- that's a low blow. Thank you. Is I love it- you. I love you. Yeah, or it's like, hey, did you hydrate today? Did you go to sleep at a normal time? Listen. Yeah. <laughs> no. Immediate doubt. I was going to say, I hydrate every day. My chat makes sure I hydrate. Sleep, though, on the other hand. <clears throat> First of all, you hydrate when your chat tells you to hydrate. And that could be every four minutes or, like, once an hour. And you only hydrate then. The rest no, of the time, no, it's no. Coke. Mm. Or pickle Why juice. Why did help me? Why? Why? What's up? I've been feeling huh? sassy today. Why are you I'm sticking sorry. Me, Ash? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've been feeling so spicy. Why are you always picking fights with me? I'm not picking fights with you. I just want you to know that the person that you're going to marry knows you in and out, up and down. Shake it all about. Can we have a Halloween wedding? Of course we can. Yeah? Yeah. Like maybe not on Halloween itself, but like All Hallows Eve, like the day before. Yeah, we can yeah. have like spoopy decor. Mm. Ooh. Spoopy. Can we have cheesecake instead of wedding cake though? Absolutely. Nice, nice. My mom can make it because she makes amazing cheesecakes. She makes I regular cake. cakes amazing too. So, my mom's a good bake. Or we can have my roommate make it, who will be very upset that I'm marrying you and all of her. them. <laughs> Multiple cheesecakes. Everybody. Make a cheesecake, and we will eat them and decide what's the best one. Just kidding. We're just going to eat them. We get free cheesecake, though. Free cheesecake. It's currently hurricaning in my backyard right now. Heads up, Florida. And uh, because it's hurricaning, I was like, you know what I need to do? I need to, like, clean my house top to bottom. Because if power goes out, then at least I have a clean house. That was my process. And, uh... So we, we like, had dinner, we cleaned and stuff, and before we took trash to the dumpster, she was like, hey, do you, I'm just going to watch this now. And she turns on Disneyland, Disney World, fairy tale Weddings, 
The first one, whatever. They were, they were like, eh. The second couple, though, Emily and John Chang. I think it was like the first episode. Or second episode, technically. They got married because he's, she claimed he was 100% Chinese. So they wanted to get married in the China Pavilion. And they had a Chinese tea ceremony to honor his family, which I thought was beautiful. And Disney was like, hey, you're getting married at the Chinese Pavilion? Here, have a Chinese dragon show up to deliver your wedding rings during the vows. And here's Chinese flying acrobats for your your pleasure, your viewing pleasure. And I was like, what the fuck? The dragon twerked. Oh my god. Yeah. I was blown the fuck away and it made me realize that I will never have a wedding as cool as that one. No, that's no, 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 no. Who else can have a twerking dragon? We can! We can have a twerking Bigfoot! You know... That's it. That's it. That's it. Hello, we're having our wedding. If you don't show up dressed like a cryptid, (laughs) then get out. Get out. That's the that's the criteria. We're that's all it. cryptids. That's oh, it. Oh, can can the squawk give us away? Yeah. And then as soon as the squawk, like he's crying because he's so sad that he's giving us away, like he disappears in a puddle and he's just gone because he's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how that happens. Yeah. Easy I'm cleanup. That's how I. That's how I like it. We can take the. Uh... We can take the um the bridal of uh of some kelpies, use them as rings, oh, you know. Wow, you're getting you sure? We have to assert dominance. So what you're saying is is we will steal the bridles from the kelpies and then we will exchange it to each other. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Uh I'm not a child, so like the likelihood or not wanting to eat me is probably good. So, like, yeah, we could do that. You, on the other hand, you are a child, so they will oh, probably come for us. Whoa! <laughs> Spicy Excuse time. me. Excuse you are, me, ma'am. You are negative four feet. What? Why am I yep. in the negatives now? I listen. What I gave happened? you a couple of extra inches. What happened the other day? Whoa! Wait. Excuse me, <laughs> Ash. What did you just say? <laughs> I swear I have not been drinking. This is kind Ayo? of weird. What did you say? <laughs> I said I gave you a couple of inches the other day. <laughs> Sus. Sussy. Hi. It's been 25 minutes. If you're still here, we don't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 25 minutes of this, uh. of this back and forth. Welcome to Murder Horror Monsters, where... Scooter and I, it's just basically a reason for us to showcase our love for one another on a public platform, on mm-hmm. all the public platforms that we can think of, right? Yep. Yep. And yep. then we may talk about cryptids. We may talk about true crime. Like, it just kind of goes together. We talk about burgers. We might go on a rant for like, uh, like an hour about them. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of poop talk. A lot That's of poop thing. talk. Welcome you to know. poop talk. We talk about poop. Uh, anxiety poops all the time man it's a thing. yeah it's just because we we experience it and we know other people experience it and people saying that they don't experience it are liars yeah like everybody poops everybody, everybody poops. has anxiety everyone mm-hmm. therefore has anxiety poops 
Did you know that there are people who don't have an inner monologue? What? Yeah. So you know that little voice? Like, you can sit there and, like, your brain is like, yeah, so what if they did this or they did that? Or, you know what? I think I'm going to go to the store today. I'm going to do this. Like, your inner voice? Yeah. Some people don't have that at all. Yeah. My roommate doesn't have it. What? What do they have then? Nothing. Silence. Literal silence. What? On <laughs> on that fun note. On that fun note. You uh you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it, baby. Yeah. Listen, I've got a longish story, uh, and I'm pretty sure you probably have a longish story. <gasps> I have a recording for you. For later, Aww. maybe with your story. Ooh. Mm-hmm. We might have our first uh, hometown experiences, quote unquote. Hometown, personal, whatever they want to be called. I don't know. You know what? I was researching this and I realized I also have a story. Oh? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Two, two stories? Mm-hmm. I kind of like this. I kind of like this a lot. Stories. You know what? Yeah. I want to go first today. Again. I want to go first too. Oh. I want to hear about the, 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 the gallows. The. Oh. Sweet baby. What is it called? What is it called? What is that thing called? What is that thing called? Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. I got it. You? No, hi. Hold on. The screaming at me. <laughs> what is that thing <laughs> called? Oh my god! I just thought of it. Now it's gone. Hold on, hold on. What the fuck is it called? I mean, it's not the gallows for sure. It's 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 the swing. Uh huh. Swing. The swing. The swing. Mm-hmm. Also the shwing. known as oh a thump because it what is it, it comes called? Down real hard. Swing. Real fast. Swing. Mm hmm. Swing. It starts with a G. You were right. Guillotine. There you go. Yeah. Lord. Swing. I'm so impressed with you. I'll take guillotine for five hundred. <laughs> the the guillotine. Oh. Five hundred. Five hundred. Please, Alex. Please, please. Five hundred. Oh. So huge shout out to the medieval torture museum. Uh, in St. Augustine <laughs> for giving me this idea. I had a whole other idea set up. And then I went to St. Augustine with our friend Nick and went to the torture museum for my first time because I was always like, eh, what's a torture museum? Oh, that's, I don't know. That's weird. But I'll be damned. It got me. I think it's my favorite museum. And that's saying a lot. So, <clears throat> shout out to them. Um, but if I, if I tell you guillotine was one of the world's go-to execution style, would you think that it was strictly for the medieval time frame? Or, like, just try to give me, like, a year, like, a specific year that you think that it might have ended. Might have ended? Mm-hmm. Them using the guillotine. Hmm. When do you think it was the last year they ever were like, all right, put your head in this hole and ka Okay, let me guesstimate. 
Okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give hold me a on. range. You don't have to give me a specific. Just give me a range. My my heart and soul mm-hmm. is telling me mm-hmm. that it wasn't that long ago. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if I understand people correctly, uh huh, they're messed we're, up. We're morbid. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, we like and the if macabre. it's not broke, don't fix it. So they like to use stuff. Mm, you're, is, yep, you're yeah. right. You like yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, we're, you're mm-hmm, right. We're mm-hmm. weird. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Besides that, how much of the guillotine do you actually know of? I mean, you said schwing, so I feel like you understand a little bit of it. Schwing. I do know what a guillotine is. Mm-hmm. This is kind of... Is this, is this spooky? I don't know. This is kind of morbid. I like guillotines. I think they're really cool. What do, what do you like about them, Skloon? What is I don't know. A... Like, they just, like, they're quick, you know? And uh, and I mm. heard a lot that a lot of times, because it's so quick, the head lives for a minute after. So you just kind of stare up at your, at your, at your <laughs> at body. Your, your body. Like, hello. Yeah. And uh, also, this is also me. morbid, but it makes me giggle that the, the head's in a basket. I don't, like it's just like hello. It was I'm for decorum. Now. Yeah, it was for the little decorum. Give me the best. Okay. See, you know more than probably like the average or around around average. That's okay. That's good. That's good. So we all know, like you said, it's usually the tall contraption uh, mm-hmm. that has a weighted and angled blade suspended at the very top. Usually so heavy that all you have to do is release the chain and it does the job for you. There is a hole for the person's head to go through, and then either like a bed, a uh, bench, or they just kneel down for the body, and they can, but basically they can either lay on the bed or bench, um, putting their head through the hole with a basket on the other side so that when the blade goes through, like you said, the head will go into the basket. The guillotine was used mostly in France, or at least it was best known. In France, it was considered the people's avenger when the revolutionists used it during the French Revolution. Uh, Guillotine was invented to make capital punishment less painful, again, like you were stating, in accordance with Enlightenment details or ideals regarding human rights. So basically, they base everyone was like, you know what? Actual torture is horrible. And we get that. And like putting them. And the gallows, like, they can literally, like, as we learned before, it can take hours for a person to die by hanging, Mm -hmm. you know, boiling them in water or oil. Also, probably not really that great. So what's the easiest and best thing is just a swift chop-chop. To be fair, Uh I I feel like out of, like, the electric chair and the guillotine, I think the guillotine is the more humane way. I honestly, I don't know any of the science behind the electric chair. Like, I know that it was inv- it was also at the torture chamber museum yeah. that I went to, which is funny. I I don't know like the logistics behind it, and maybe maybe if you want to do that story, who one day? Because I was just thinking, like the the electric chair, like it puts electricity through your body, right? So it still takes you mm-hmm. a minute to die. But with the guillotine, it's so quick. Yeah, you your head lives up for a minute, but like you don't it, even it know, know what happened. You know, mm-hmm. and like 
uh, my my ex had been electrocuted once before, and I mean, obviously he's very much alive and well, but like he was in a lot of pain. Kind yeah. Of so like, imagining keeping up with X amount of voltage for so long that the body will die because people get struck by lightning and sometimes they live, sometimes they die, etc. So it's it's definitely yeah. like a weird which one is better kind of predicament, you know? Yeah. Mm, yeah. No. But I get, mm. I get you. I get the thought process. I think that's yeah, why yeah. they got rid of the electric chair, maybe, and now they're into the injection. Oh, I didn't Oh, I didn't know an injection was a thing. Mm-hmm. Lethal injection. Yep. Oh. So they just they lay you on a cold medical table and then they stick the needle in you. And then you go night night. Oh. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's the most humane way. Wait. Yeah. I don't know. I think yeah. I would rather go out with a guillotine. I, I feel like style points a little bit almost. <laughs> style points. It's a little awful to say, but like I mean, I mean, you know, listen. If I'm gonna go out, I'm, I would like to go out in a blade of glory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, we all aren't planning on dying due to execution anytime soon. I would hope so. But if I was guillotine, I think I'd go guillotine, which is terrifying to think of. I don't know, man. Like, I would, I, I feel like, I feel like, because, like, the anxiety of waiting for it to drop, but they don't, like, hold it up there forever, you know? They, like, they, no. they get it up there and then they immediately let it go. Like, in the movies, they hold it up there forever for, like, suspense, but, like, we ain't got time for that. It's probably, like, a movie minute, too, so, like... In movie time, it feels like it's, like, two minutes, but in real time, it's probably, like, 30 seconds. You get in, yeah. you get chopped, chopped, you get done. And um, it is so quick when it comes down. So, like... Mm-hmm. Like, in the Blade, we... So, there was actually a couple of guillotines that you could, like, quote-unquote play around with at the Torture Museum. They made sure that it was very safe. There was, like, plexiglass on, like, either side, so you can't touch the blade. But you mm-hmm. could pull down on the rope... And it's heavy to pull yeah. down. And then, like, Nick let go. And it went, boom. Like, it was so loud. Like, I jumped. And I was yeah. like, no. That's so no. much weight. I think they always got those big burly men's the executioners. Oh, 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 my my ripping apart a watermelon burly men. Yeah. Those are, that's what they do on their off time. They're executioners for the guillotine show. You know, it used to be a family. Oh, yeah. It was a family of executioners. And I was like, what? Like, it was, like, some grandpa who got put into it, and then, like, his son, and then his son. It was, like, a whole whole family job. You got to grow up and become an executioner. At least you know what you're doing. Take your kid to work day. Yeah. I mean, and then <laughs> doing a job like that, too, like, after a while, like, people that are in it stop becoming people, you know? They're just it's just yeah. the job. I think if you have yeah. to take a human life, yeah. I think if you you have to take a human life, you have to have some sort of you you have to be really like steel at your core. Yeah. But like like you said, it's part of the job. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And the job of beheading was long before the guillotine. So there's people who were doing it with axes and things like that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And before the guillotine itself, which was named after a particular someone, there were things like the Halifax gibbet, which consisted of two upright wooden beams 
that had another beam across and a blade of an axe attached to a very massive wooden block. So it was just like a really hard rough draft of a guillotine. Hmm. This itself was created in 1280. So it's kind of known to be the first one without being the first one. And guillotines, again, used for execution, were used for anything from petty theft to adultery, murder, and treason. The other form of a guillotine was called the maiden. This was made during the 16th and 18th centuries. It was introduced in 1564, and it was last used in 1716. It is similar to the regular guillotine that we know today, but it was built out of oak and had a lead weight with an iron blade, and it was made by the carpenters Adam and Patrick Chang and George Todd. The machine was so heavy that it needed to be taken apart and moved to wherever the execution was going to be, and people were paid for it. So you didn't just volunteer. You got paid to dismantle and then reconstruct this massive, super heavy tool, essentially. It is said that the person, Regent James Douglas, the fourth Earl of Morton, was the person responsible for the idea of the maiden, and he was one executed by said creation in 1581. Oh. Yeah, so he made it and then got killed by it. I mean. Convenient. What, what better way to go than killed by your own creation? You know what? I think that's what a lot of people say, and I think that's the whole premise of Five Nights at Freddy's. Let's be real. It's the whole premise. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I um, Killed by your own creation. I don't know if it's, that's killed by your own creation. Like, yeah, he made the, he made the suits, but he didn't make... I, I guess... Yeah, he died in the purple suit. He... Afton created all the machines. This is a whole yeah. other tangent. This is so much tangent. Yeah, yeah, Afton created the machines, and then he went to Springtrap, and he became Springtrap. He died That's by his true. own creation. That's true. I was thinking it more of the the like the other animatronics, like the souls and stuff. Oh no, the, he murdered children. That's a whole. Yeah, he, he murked them all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Murdered. Murdered. That's a side note. I'm kind of excited for the new DLC, and I feel like I have to play through Security Breach, but I already watched Security Breach, but I, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do we yet. We can know. play Security Breach together, and I you can be the one controlling it, and I'll be your sidekick on the side. Okay. <laughs> we can make it a game. We can make it Ooh. a drinking game. Oh, a me. drinking game? Ayo. I don't know. That's smart. I'll uh. make it a drinking game. <laughs> Ash is over there like, fight me, chica, you bitch. <laughs> You died. I guess I gotta chug this beer. And I'm like, Ash, please. I'm trying to focus. Gremlin energy through and through. Yeah. Da, 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 da. The guillotine itself was not because people did not want execution to happen, but again, to make execution more humane. So they weren't like, death is off the table. They were just like, let's make death better. It is considered the guillotine because a Freemason and French physician, Joseph Ignis, guillotine or guillotine, I'm sorry, who requested the more humane approach as he was upset with the breaking wheel and other common execution styles. Do you know what the breaking wheel is? Oh, I might be wrong. They they break your bones with it, right? They can, yes. So there's, from my understanding, there's two different types of breaking wheel. 
One is the one that you're talking about where um, they break your bones with it. The other one that I'm more familiar with, it's also known as the Wheel of Catherine or simply the wheel. And it was a torture device by breaking the bones of a criminal or bludgeoning them to death. So they would take the prisoner or the criminal and they would tie them up in certain manners. Mm -hmm. But they would either tie them in the pegs. So if you imagine like a water wheel, right? So it's a giant wood wheel and then it's a wagon wheel. That's even better. A wagon wheel. And the stokes from the middle part, they'll tie the person in and out of that and then use that like to contort their body. Or the way I've seen it, where they will tie the person with their back against the wheel itself so that essentially they can roll the wheel and the person gets crushed because they're, the wheel is rolling on top of them all the time. Hmm. Yeah. So essentially they would put it on like a, a turning thing or whatever nonsense and it would literally rotate around and it would crush the person into the ground and keep going and then they would stretch their arms and legs in like weird positions and stuff so that their arms would pop out of socket and it just it's, it's awful it's just awful you can live forever just going around in circles and circles until you die from death by exhaustion death by hunger death by pain and blackout so many things so many things flaying is another one that's my absolute i hate that one i hate it so much anyway flaying i hate it what's the order fish fillet that's the end of this podcast thank you bye (laughs) (laughs) just fish fillet whoo all right, so the guillotine, again, was already in use just by other names, and it almost wasn't for 500 years before they decided to make the main method of execution. So it was around, and then they were like, oh, that's great. In the 1700s, the official guillotine was finally created and used. Antoine Louis is credited with the design of the prototype of the year, prototype of the guillotine, along with La Quarette an officer of the Strasbourg Criminal Court. The first execution was performed on highwayman Nicolas Jacques Pelletier on April 25th, 1792, in front of the City Hall of Paris. And this is where the location where all citizens would be doomed to die if they were sentenced to execution. But it was eventually moved in August to Place de Carousel. So they made it a public event no matter where they went. Some of the most famous people that were killed by a guillotine were King Louis XVI and Queen Marie Antoinette in 1793. Uh, oh. This was during the Reign of Terror in France during June 1793 and July 1794. Most of the time, the guillotine was used as a form of entertainment as well as used for a symbol of revolutionary ideals, showing that even royalty was subject to the same law of life and death as common folk the guillotine itself was moved around a lot uh it was used on august 6th 1909 that's right 1909 behind the la sante prison and the last public execution was in france of eugene woodman who was convicted of six murders on june 17th 
there was a lot that happened with this execution as there were issues with the actual structure of the guillotine. Uh, there were actually many secret cameras and inappropriate behavior by the crowd. Thus, this ended public executions and these would now be forever held in private in the prison courtyard. And such of the use of the guillotine was used as the official execution uh, style until the death penalty was abolished in 1981. So think about it. They allowed people to get killed by guillotine in the 1900s. Yeah. It only had three more executions in the 1900s before it was finally put to bed in 1977. They were Christian Renucci on July 28th, 1976. Jerome Carrion on June 23rd, 1977. And the last, Hamida Jandubi on September 10th, 1977. And this is the story of the last person ever guillotined. Ooh. Hamida was born on September 22nd, 1949. So he died like 12 days before his birthday. And I kind of hate that for him. Just, just 12 more days, man. You know, just 12 more days. There used to be a myth or like, uh, it's a myth, like an urban legend mm-hmm. that went around school that like was like, uh, you will die closer on to your birthday, like in the future. Oh. So I was, I'm I, like, it sticks in the back of my brain and I'm always really sketched out. Like the <laughs> month of your birth. birthday. Mm-hmm. And you're like, the first two weeks and the last two weeks, no thanks, guys. I'm going to be in my house. I'm staying home. Oh. People who die on their birthday are pretty great. Like, for example, Betty White was just like, what, 10 days before her 100th birthday? Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah, your theory oh. might be correct. No, don't say that because I'm going to be always sketched out. It's fine. Don't be sketched out. Oh. You're fine. Your birthday's in Christmas time. You're fine. No People one die dies on around Christmas. Christmas. No, no one dies People around Christmas. die on Christmas. Nope. I prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say so. Amina was born in French Tunisia. I believe that's how it's spelled, said. He moved to Marseille. In 1968, uh, and he worked in the grocery store and as a landscaper. And I'm already going to apologize. This is in French. So if I say them wrong, I'm sorry. I'm from Florida. I say everything wrong. Hamida was a very social person. He had many girlfriends and he attended many parties. There's even images of him at an engagement party just weeks prior to a tractor accident. The accident in 1971, uh, where his leg was caught in the tractor and two-thirds of it had to be amputated, it basically just crushed and tore like his leg apart. He would have rage attacks during rehab, and he would attack nurses and other patients, um, and he was located in the Notre Dame de Bon Voyage Rehab Center. I swear that was the name that was in the picture. And they were like, this is where he was at. And I'm like, why would it be called Bon Voyage? 
I'm so confused. Bon voyage. While he was in rehab, he ended up meeting Elizabeth Bosquet. She was born in Langon, France, where she moved to Marseille as well to work as a babysitter and cleaning women, or cleaning women for two physiotherapists. Hence, how she was able to meet Hamida. It's unclear if they met at the hospital when Hamida was recovering, but Elizabeth was his hospital roommate's 19-year-old daughter when they met, and they're only like five, like four to five years difference, so it makes sense. So essentially, Hamida was in the hospital. He had a roommate in said hospital or rehab center, and his roommate had the daughter, so she was basically like a daughter of a friend. They did it for a very short time. And in 1973, Elizabeth uh, filed a complaint against Hamida, claiming that he forced her into sex work and he subjected her to cruelty and confinement. And their relationship had started or was already declining at this point. Hamida was able to rent an apartment with his disability pension once he was able to receive it. Apparently there was like a lot of issues with him getting his money. He, like, had to hire an attorney and go to court a few times. Like, it was, like, this huge process to even receive anything for his pension. Uh, after his arrest and release with the sex work allegation, he ended up living with two girlfriends who were 15 at the time. And it's also believed that he convinced these two girls to, quote, work for him as well. Since he wasn't able to work, he was trying to convince or he was trying to find like the quote easy way out, the easy money. And everyone believes sex sells. So he was like, well, if I can't, these two 15-year-old girls that I can groom and use definitely can. It's not okay. We know it's not okay. Gross. Hamida wanted revenge against Elizabeth for accusing him of forcing her into sex work. Therefore, he managed to kidnap her to his home on July 1974. With the young girls as audience, he beat Elizabeth with his fists and routinely put out lit cigarettes all over her breasts and genital area. He would pour gas on her and light her on fire. And he tortured her in many other similar manners for roughly four hours. Oh my god. Like, a part of me is, like, I really hope that the thought of, like... The, I don't want to say the wives tale, like it's a science thing where like if you have like a, a, a chemical on your person or on a thing and you let it on fire, you can be saved by it burning the chemical first for like a couple of seconds. So I would really hope that he put it out before the gas burnt out. But also I don't know how bad gas is on this. Like I know how bad it is on this skin without being on fire. I was at one point drenched in gasoline, like head to toe. And it was the most terrifying experience of my life. Cause like you feel like anything's going to set off and it's awful. But I, I don't know if the lighting of it would have that same effect of, okay, I can feel the heat, but I'm not getting burned. Or if it was immediately burning, you know, cause it's gas. Yeah. So yeah. I... I hope she didn't, you know, she had a little bit of time, a little bit of relief at some point. Just the story broke my heart. After surviving the torture, the four-hour torture, she was taken to the outskirts of Marseille to an abandoned cabin surrounded by olive trees. The cabin was used for workers overnight in the fields, but it was abandoned for decades. 
And I've seen the pictures of this place, and I will say it was a very serene-looking area, but this is where Hamida strangled Elizabeth with her scarf. He confessed later that she didn't struggle when he began to choke her, but he did strangle her for a few minutes. He asked for a flashlight from the girls that he took with him for a visual confirmation of her death. And then, for, quote, reasons he can't explain, he eventually kicked her in the face. Hamida went to Santa's Maria's de la Mer for relaxation that he apparently so deserved. But it was home to a very large beach nudist colony. So he went to just have like a great time and like kind of forget the horrible atrocities that he did. When he returned home, he threatened the young girls to keep quiet about the encounter. And then on July 7th, 1974, Elizabeth's body was found by two young boys. And a month after that, Hamida attempted to kidnap another girl who escaped. Like, she escaped, like, with no harm. Mm. There is a sketch image of the shed and the body in relation to it, as the photographs taken of the scene were unpublished for the respect of Elizabeth and her family, which I love. I truly feel, like, as morbid as everyone is, like, scrolling through crime scene photos and things like that, I feel like there's not a necessity to it. It's respect for those who passed the victims it's not necessary so i really like the fact that they did not do that like in one of my credits it was a man named jeremy mercer and he actually wrote a whole book um about the guillotine and how this was the last person who was was killed by it and he basically was like, here's a picture of, like, the cabin. Like I said, like, I could see that it was a very serene-looking spot. So, like, I hope that she had, like, a moment of, like, you know, like, that last image kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And he basically said he was, like, he laid on the floor where the where he she died. And he could feel such energy and hate and just, like, com- like a pressing presence on him. And he was like, I cannot be here. This is awful. And, like, the fact that they, the the government, the French government and the French media, you know, respected the victims is just incredible. Even Jeremy Mercer respected, you know, her and her family. Like, he didn't post anything, I feel, too out of, out of the realm kind of deal. He posted, like, old pictures, you know, her happy. And, and she was so pretty. Oh, she was so pretty. So, uh, after the body was found... The girls he was abusing went to the police and they confessed to the crimes. Hamida was applying for additional welfare at the social services office when police were waiting for him outside of his apartment. After the police arrested him, Hamida agreed to reenact the entire crime with, shout out to her, Nadine Page, a secretary for the police headquarters acting as Elizabeth. The scene took place in November of 1974, months after Elizabeth's murder. The photographs taken show Hamida reaching for the gasoline used to torture her and a kitchen spice called harissa as he claimed his mother would punish him routinely by placing this hot pepper into his rectum. And so he used the same torture method on her. Just a whole bunch of fuck. Hamida took the police through the entire abuse and murder timeline. 
even showing how he kicked her down the dirt path to the cabin and having Nadine be staged under him while he was acting out killing Elizabeth. I think I saw that she mentioned having him over her like she was not comfortable at all. She had a small like she was like we need to stop kind of deal like there was I could not imagine being a volunteer to reenact any sort of crime like that. Uh, Hamida was seen in court on February 24th 1977 for the torture, rape, premeditated violence, and eventual murder of Elizabeth according to Jeremy Mercer uh, again a Canadian writer and author of When the Guillotine Fell, The Bloody Beginning and Horrifying End to France's River of Blood uh, this case already seemed to have the death penalty on the table so it would have behooved Hamida to choose a higher professional to hopefully make a bargain. However, he chose the same civil lawyer who represented him during his work accident beliefs or benefits court case and ended up with a bad system of defense to start with. Which, again, he's a garbage human, so he didn't even deserve like having a good defense to begin with because he very willingly confessed to the murders. However, public outcry and rage about this case um, and regarding it as a whole was actually very minimum as again Elizabeth was considered a sex worker and none of the women that Hamida had raped and abused were white so there's a huge racism issue during the 1970s or like around this time frame anyway a lot of people state that he got a lot of hate in general just because not not just because he was a murderer but because he was um, Tunisian. So a lot of people weren't mad that he brutally murdered this woman. They, they just essentially just didn't care that she died. They didn't care that there was any kind of like case to begin with. But people were still mad, just not as mad as it would have been. What? The attorney's case to defend Hamida was around the effects of the amputated leg. Mainly how the loss of the leg drove him to violence and alcohol, supposedly a whole different person than what he once was prior. However, this was unsuccessful as he was sentenced to death on February 25th, just 24 hours later. An appeal was made on June 9th and it was rejected. And on September 10th, 1977, he was informed no further requests for appeal were to be made. And he was then escorted to the prison's courtyard, where he was then executed via guillotine shortly before 5 a.m. If the jury ruled that there were extenuating circumstances, the death sentence could have been off the table, despite the confession given by Hamida, as he was the last person to be executed by actual complete random happenstance. Others were still sentenced to death, but those actually never occurred because the death penalty was abolished in 1981 after Francois Mitterrand was elected president of France. Actually, everyone else had their sentences commuted. So they were, they were still there, and they still were in trouble, but they didn't have to die for their trouble. The little trivia bit, besides everything else, is that the guillotine used to execute Hamida Jandubi was used on History Channel's Season 8, Episode 35, The Dark Side, which actually aired on December 15th, 2021. 
And that was my uh, pretty intense history of a guillotine and the murder of Elizabeth Bosquet. Super intense. Yeah. The murder had like more like details about the torture and everything. And I was like, I can't. This is already too much. Just kind of like out of respect for Elizabeth. Like it was to know that she survived four hours of torture, like intense torture, is incredible of her own character, to say the least. Yeah. Like she was so strong. And I completely understand not having the fight. She was so badly injured, just not having the fight, you know, when he finally decided to end it for her. Respect to her and her family. And it was just a lot. I was like, I can't imagine she wanted to, like, break free. And, like, she's trying to report things. And, you know, it's a horrible case and story of, like, this is why victims of sexual assault do not come forward. Because things like this could happen. And that's awful. And that hopefully changes. Even now, it's still like that. Yeah. Real quick, shout out to Wikipedia. The Hamida Jandubi article. The Murderpedia of Hamida Jandubi. Um, the History.com site with the guillotine falls silent. Um, again, JeremyMercer.net. His ancillary material for guillotine. All that's interesting.com. Uh, they talked about Hamida Jandubi and Eugene Widman. And then executedtoday.com, an article regarding Elizabeth Busquets murder. And uh Yeah. A big downer. I'm sad now. <laughs> no. No. Don't be sad. No. It's still it's hard. I've 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 been realizing this as of late. Just in general, because, you know, recently the Jeffrey Dahmer specials come out. There's a whole other abduction series that is out. And I, I think you're on the same page with me. Like, we, we just truly want to be respectful to the victims and, like, their families, especially since they are the ones that still have to deal with this on a, on a daily basis because you don't ever replace love lost. Yeah. There, wasn't, there really wasn't a whole lot about... Elizabeth. I tried looking for a little bit more of her, like, history, her past, like, who she was as a person, and I couldn't find really almost anything. Um, and I did it because I, I wanted to talk more about her than him. Uh, but there really wasn't a lot, so I do apologize. I'm so sorry. I do apologize. I'm sorry. You're fine. But, uh, so what is, uh, what's your story today? Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. Viewers beware. This story comes with a caution. If you are prone to nightmares, maybe steer clear. <laughs> a widespread phenomenon that happens with sleep and mainly sleep paralysis. For those who don't know, sleep paralysis is a phenomena that happens when your body is transitioning between being awake and being asleep and leaves you unable to move or talk as their dreams bleed over into the real environment. Everything in that dream feels very real. Usually, the strange feeling only lasts a few seconds, but it can be super terrifying. Sleep paralysis is actually a common occurrence. And according to a 2011 U.S. study, affects 8% of people regularly. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Surprisingly, that's a lot, yeah. Before we go on, Ash, have you ever had sleep paralysis? I 
have not actually i have had what i feel like are lucid dreams so i know that Mm -hmm. i'm dreaming but i don't think i've ever actually had sleep paralysis same i've had not lucid dreams to where i was like i know i'm in a dream i can now control Mm -hmm. the dream i've had the weird thing where you're like you have a dream right and then you kind of wake up but you're still sleeping but from that point on you can do whatever you want like make up a story a narrative you know Mm -hmm. you can't control it right it's still like out of your control but like you're like oh cool i'm asleep and this is a dream okay what if this happened it's hard to try to think that you're dreaming when you're dreaming i don't dream a whole lot to begin with right so when i do dream like i try to take note because i'm like what happened how did i get here what how can i do this again because it's such a fun thing yeah we like continue the dream yeah exactly Yeah. yeah so like I said, when I I lucid dreamed a couple of times because I was like, wait a minute, this is weird. You're not here anymore because like I would I essentially I would dream about my best friend that died. Mm-hmm. So I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> this isn't real. And then we would have a nice conversation, and it was lovely. Like that's usually what I try to do. Is like I just want to have a real conversation. Can I? Yeah. What's happening here? Can I have like popcorn overlooking a a lake full of ducks? That'd be great. Yeah. But uh you know, no it's weird. It's all dreams are weird, man. Dreams are weird. They're super weird. There was a point in my life that I really wanted to have a lucid dream to where I knew where I was dreaming and I could therefore control everything that was happening. Like I could just make anything happen, you know? So I researched it real hard and there's a way when you're in the dream to realize you're in the dream is mm-hmm. one of two ways I think that I remember is one besides you and the person you're dreaming of if there's other people in the dream they will have garbled faces weird because your brain can't conjure a face from scratch weird yeah and two if there's any text in your dream wording signs it will also be garbled because your brain is putting a filler. So it's not an actual sentence. It's just a bunch of gobbledygook. And then if you can find those and you realize you're dreaming, you therefore have control over the dream. It's really weird. Okay, then here's my other question. Yeah. Have you ever astral projected? No, but I feel like that goes a lot with sleep paralysis maybe i've heard stories where people have sleep paralysis and then they say they see themselves like floating above their body or whatever you know right i just have a horrible fear of astral projecting because the movie insidious yeah yeah i don't want to be floating around looking at my body while a creepy hag witch thing i mean i am a witch but this is besides my uh witch thing enter my body i don't i don't want that and so i just don't want to ever do it i'm not about that life yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah you won't like this then <laughs> great i love this there are hallucinations that come with sleep paralysis mm-hmm. strange sounds like buzzing or growling flashing lights animals people or strange figures when it comes to a typical nightmare Recurring themes are fairly common. Teeth falling out, being chased, falling from great heights. But among these, in sleep paralysis, there's one hallucination that is common across all the globe. It is the shadowy presence known as the Hat Man. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. 
I'm the trash man. I take the trash. And I throw it. <laughs> you turned so hard not to laugh, and you're not. You're not helping it. You're Gotta lighten the room a little crazy. bit so people don't get night nails. Let's go. If I see that hat man, I'm gonna pee. Pee <laughs> on him. Full on peeing. You're like, hat man, what's your what's your fear? And he's like, I don't know. And you're like, pee. Pee. Ha ha, got him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway got him got him oh i'm so sorry for this whole episode what is happening (laughs) no it's fine we can't be super spoopy can't be super spoopy people gotta sleep tonight ash what do you mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i gotta sleep tonight ash what do you mean Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i got yelled at for not sleeping so i actually have to sleep tonight sag so you mean what I do to you every night? Yeah, but now I have two people yelling at me. That's mm, that's a lot. Yeah. Actually, technically, I have four people yelling at me. <laughs> For about as long as there have been written records, people have described a frightening nighttime vision that paralyzes them with fear and seems to have stuck, sucked the breath right out of them. Witnesses describe the hat man as always donning either a top hat or a fedora-type headwear. Wearing a jacket, often observed to be a trench coat, he stands at an estimated 6 to 10 feet tall. He is a tall boy and looms over the victims, staring down at them in the darkness. Some claim that he has glowing red eyes, while others say his face is mostly made of only shadows with very little or zero facial features. Several accounts reference a gold pocket watch on a chain, which he glances at also from time to time. Mm-hmm. The hat man acts mostly like a ghost and is almost always seen just standing up or looming very still until its form starts to fade away. It, however, has also been reported that the hat man doesn't fade, but walks out of the room as if a normal person before fading into nothing. Some people say they've seen the hat man during the day. And some go further to say that they bumped against the shadowy substance, although it seems to have no apparent reaction to people. Many people that have bumped into it report that this entity seems to do absolutely nothing for a few seconds or even minutes and then moves around a bit and just vanishes, as if it couldn't detect who saw it. Unlike a ghost, who might have some visible features, the hat man is mostly made up of shadows. And it's pretty much only a silhouette. Just because the hat man is mostly stationary, that doesn't mean he's harmless. This being is considered extremely dangerous due to the menacing nature and the belief that it feeds on people's fears. Just a glimpse of the entity causes deep and intense terror. Mm-mm. Yeah. Spoopy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Spoopy. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of theories to why this entity is so widely experienced throughout the world and time. Some suggest it could just be talking about scary things from media, our minds recreating them for us when we sleep. Example, Freddy Krueger has been linked to it a lot because it's similar, like, it goes into your dreams, you know? Kills ya. Hatman shows I up when you sleep. like the idea. Is, oh my god, is it Freddy Krueger? No. Did I crack the code? Is it all Freddy Krueger at the end of the day? No, because Freddy Krueger actually like goes for the kill. You know, Hatman's just staring down at you. All right, all right. So it's like his little brother. Yeah, he's mm. the shy. He's mm. the shy brother. Hey, he's like, he's like, Mumter, I just trued up. But basically, he's just like, hey, 
A little sleepy baby. Oh, look here. Baby. And then, like, gives you just a heart attack in your sleep, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Contradictory, the theory that the hat man is a hallucination derived from Freddy Krueger, evidence of similar shadowy figures have been found dating back to the beginning of written record. Several religions and legends refer to shades, which are supernatural entities. No argument has been reached about whether these shadows are good, bad, or otherwise neutral, though. Though other experts have a more neurological explanation for the hallucination. One paper from 2017 says that REM, rapid eye movement, sleep, generates highly emotional charged dreams, thus creating our body to enter a state of paralysis to ensure that we don't harm ourselves. Sometimes we wake up mentally while still under the spell of REM paralysis, and the vivid, sometimes terrifying dreams of REM can spill over into the emerging wakefulness, the two scientists state. They theorize that the part of the brain responsible for pro- processing the body map and self is disturbed, often resulting in the dreamer projecting a human-like figure. Mm. A researcher named Adler became interested in the ways of nightmares differ across the cultures. A reading about the unusual nocturnal deaths of several ethnic refugees who had immigrated to the U.S. In a four-year period from the late 1970s to the early 1980s, 18 otherwise healthy young refugees had moved to the U.S. and then died suddenly in their sleep. Over the next decade, nearly 100 more deaths followed, all with a similar profile. Doctors gave the condition the name Sudden Unexpected Unexplained Nocturnal Death Syndrome, or SUDS. However, further research conducted in the decades since has concluded that the, the deaths may have a different root cause, known as Borogonda Syndrome, a genetic connection which is, affects people of Southeast Asia descent, typified by in, irregular heartbeats and an increase in the risk of sudden death. Moving their attention to the Philippines and other places where such deaths were more common, Adler found that the syndrome had a different name that roughly translates to nightmare or nightmare death syndrome. Hoping to better understand and associate with the syndrome, Adler interviewed other refugees living in Stockton, California. The group all testified to experiencing common nightmares, which featured a malevolent figure that came during the night and pressed on the victim's chest, attempting to suffocate them. All of those Adler interviewed were familiar with the entity, and 58% of them said they had experienced a visitation from it themselves. Are getting spooked? Yeah. Mm-mm. Getting spooked? Spooked. I don't, I don't like, okay, I don't, I don't not, I do not not believe in things, so... I haven't, I don't think I've seen this, but like it now makes me feel like I'm going to see this and I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like. Right. That's why I put a disclaimer because they said once you start talking about it, it gets in your brain. So the the risk of it happening slightly increases, you know, because it's in there. Mm-hmm. Just this, you know, just be warned. We'll watch some funny stuff or something before <laughs> we, we call it quits tonight. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I saw, I, I was like, I'm going to put a warning. Because, like, I kept reading that, like, the more you, like, dig into it, the higher the risk is. And I was like, Ew. It's fine. It's fine. Viewers be warned. <laughs> some UFOologists, some UFOs, that have their own take on the hat man. They believe that the sightings of the figure could be a visit from an alien species who are observing the way of human life. Oh. As most accounts of the hat man sightings report the being merely watching from a doorway, closet, or corner. Other theories claim that the creature is from another dimension, a ghost with more physical control than most, an astral projection. Some say that he is even the devil himself. Great. <clears throat> yep. And Great. That's, uh, that's all the facty facts, but I have a couple stories. Yeah, of experiences stories. of the hat man and then i have a story of my own and then we have maybe a clip yeah we do yeah. i have confirmation she was like nice 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 shout out to literally candace she's i think our first like avid viewer like i told her about it and she's been listening since day one and i could not be more thrilled to know that she was willing to do this like she's a sweet angel i absolutely adore her so I'm really happy that she agreed to not only share her story, but like also allow us to post the clip because the way she tells stories is just kind of like very matter of fact, but also like, so you know this one time <laughs> kind of vibe and I love it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So she, I'm so excited that she gets, she was our first listener and she gets to be our first like story. Ah! Our, yeah. Oh. Our, uh, our cryptic tale. Isn't that what we're calling them? Our cryptic tales. Yeah, tales the Good cryptids. evening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full circle, I promise. Today's secret word is good evening. No. <laughs> <laughs> Our first story comes from Prom IXT on Reddit. These are some Reddit stories. Oh, I love those. I love Reddit stories, you know? They're the best. In 2004, I was 19 years old in the military and living at my father's house. Quebec, Canada. 3 a.m. or around, I was falling asleep in bed watching television in the bedroom and was about to fall asleep. I remember leaving the television open in the living room to the same channel that I was watching in the bedroom. That's important. Suddenly, I can hear the door to the backyard open. I can hear it, but from my point of vision, I can't see it. I think it's my dad coming back from the bar. 3 a.m. in the morning is the time the bar closed down in Quebec, so it makes sense in my head. So I yell, Dad? I can hear super fast-paced footsteps coming directly to the entrance of my room. It's hard for me to describe the speed at which I heard it coming. I can say that it was faster than what human beings are capable of. And then right there, a big shadow, almost as high as the doorframe, with a brimmed hat and an evil-looking smile. I know most guys here didn't see the smile, but I did. I was paralyzed and petrified. I couldn't move at all. I felt like I was going to die. It took only a fraction of a second for the doorframe, and then he jumped on me. When he leaped, I closed my eyes, and when I felt his hands on his shoulders, I thought of repelling him with God or Jesus. I opened my eyes to fight back, and he just wasn't there anymore, but I couldn't move. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No, thank you mm-hmm. i don't i don't mm-hmm. the fact that i can't move yeah i don't like that yeah our next one is from jen ario 2 
My first experience with the hat man started when I was ending 8th grade, about to enter high school. My normal routine was the shower at night and again in the morning, one to clean, one to wake up, my lazy, sleepy self. This particular morning, I got up earlier than normal. What was usually 6.45 turned into 5.30 shower. Just for reference, I grew up in a small house, two beds, one bath, across the ha- small hallway from both rooms. The living room, kitchen, now my parents' bedroom overlooks the hallway leading to the living room. My bedroom was right at the front of the bathroom, a little more to the side of the house. I got up, showered, began to walk to the living room to get my clothes that I had laid out for the following school day. As soon as I went to grab it, I froze. I saw a very tall, dark shadow. Now keep in mind, I was on the younger side, and just thinking, this is it. This is how I go. He was so tall, he almost hit the blades of the ceiling fan. He had a hat, he had a trench coat. He was a dark shadow, but for some reason, I could still see some features. He didn't wave, speak, or smile, just stood and stared, almost as if to let me know, I'm here now. What finally snapped me out of it was something grabbing my ankle. I remember being horrified because I was still just wrapped in a towel. I screamed and my mom came running in to ask if I was okay. I had a hand-shaped bruise on my ankle and she kept me home that day. Mm-mm. She always had a strong connection with the other side. Over the next few years, leading up to my senior year in high school, my mom battled cancer. I would see him on and off, and she would see him in the hallway or in her bedroom, almost as if he was just watching, waiting. October 2015, my mom finally lost her battle, 6.35 p.m. My dad, sister, nieces, brother-in-law, and nephew were all in the living room until about 5.30. We basically needed to process what had just happened. At that time, I got up to use the restroom, and I had realized the back door was still open from the matrician picking up my mom, so I went to go close it. I stopped halfway when I noticed a familiar figure, the hat man. He looked at me and tipped his hat, almost as if he was letting me know he was leaving. I have no idea if he went because all the negative energy from my mom being sick. Turns out the rest of my family had seen him too, different instances and times throughout those years were revolving around my mom. Our next one is K.L. Estrange R. In my... Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. I will be. That's, it's fine. It's not nightmares or anything later. I, I, I gave fine. a warning. I gave a warning, Ash. In my experience, I've only witnessed the beings once. As surreal as the memory is I can't convince myself to believe I was conscious or unconscious due to what I saw. I was five or six. It was around 8 a.m. on a weekend, and I was getting up before all the family. I hopped out of my bed on the main floor and headed for the basement stairs to get down there and play video games, of course. I whipped the corner to the top of the stairs, facing down, and there was four or five solid black silhouettes in trench coats and top hats, in a semicircle facing me, just standing there at the bottom of the stairs. I remember them having no face, no red eyes, no canes, and they said nothing. I froze and just stared for about five seconds, and then blacked out. I literally woke up at the bottom of the stairs, ran back up to my bed, and fell asleep. That is the last memory of that experience. This is what really messes with my head, and this is why I don't talk about it. I can't convince myself I was unconscious during that experience. 
The last one is from Grow Me Please. This one is from KL, a strange R. My bad. Mm -hmm. I used to sleepwalk and get night terrors and sleep paralysis as a child. And every night, without fail, the shadow man in a hat and a long coat would stand in my doorway. He was darker than the darkest night. Even if I couldn't see my hand in front of my face, I could always see him. And on moonlight nights, no features were ever visible. He was just a clean silhouette, made of pure darkness. Around sunset, I would start feeling uneasy because I knew he'd be coming soon. He was never there when I went to bed, but at a certain point in the night, i just know he'd arrive. I always rolled over to look at him, and I was never afraid in those moments. i just stare at him and feel completely calm. It was more in the daytime that I felt uncomfortable about the fact that I had some shadow dude hanging out in my room. I told my mom about it, and she suggested that I just ask him to go away. Her reasoning was that if it wasn't getting bad vibes off of him, he'd probably leave if he knew I didn't want him there. So when I was 12, I asked him to leave, and he did. Finished without any fuss, and I haven't seen him since. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, that one seems nice, right? He's just chilling, and you're just like, hi, friend, and he's just there, and then you're like, can can you leave, please? And he's like, all right, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that one's okay. Features Gloom here. Editing. This is Candace's story. Thank you, Candace, for sending in your story. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for sending the spookies. Let me tell you the story of the strange man in my room with the hat on. So, when I was little, maybe, I may have been like 11 or something. My mom and I up one night she was braiding my hair we were sitting on the couch in the living room and my younger brother and sister were in their bedroom sleeping. My mom and I are chit-chatting and she's doing my hair and um, all of a sudden we kind of just look up and there's this figure that looks like a man that walks from my mom's bedroom across the short hallway into where my brother and sister were sleeping. So it kind of took us aback for a moment, and we got up and we followed it into my brother and sister, and there was nobody there. And it was the strangest feeling. I wasn't really scared. It was just odd that somebody was in the house. So this figure of a man, there was no, like, color or anything to it. We couldn't see a face. It was just a taller person hat on and I, I don't really know like the exact way to describe this hat kind of like a fedora I guess and then a longer trench coat looking kind of thing and so for years coming from a Christian background my mom and I always were like maybe it was like a guardian angel or something or I don't know we just never chalked it up to be something bad until years and years and years later we got to thinking and talking about that memory when my mom had somebody come to the bank and they were telling her how this came up I have no idea but they were telling her about an incident um, that they were reading about online of these people who were seeing this man in a trench coat and a fedora hat and anyways Apparently, it's a crazy phenomenon that happens to people all around the world, and I just happened to experience it as a small child. 
for now. I have a tale of my own. Yes, give it to me. Ash, you kind of know this story a little bit. I think I do, yeah. I put two and two together, and I realized maybe this was a thing. So, when I was little, I used to have night terrors. Like, I would, I would be sleeping, I would be fine, and apparently I would wake up screaming bloody murder. And I remember, when I was a kid, uh, we would all share the same room, because we were just kids. And it would be, like, a bed for me, and then a bed for my brother. He had, like, a race car bed, you know? So I'd be sleeping on my bed, and he'd be sleeping on his bed. I remember laying in bed, I would wake up, and I'd be on my side sleeping, facing his bed. When I woke up, I would always see, like, a cloaky, dark figure just staring over him. And in my brain, I always thought it was, like, the Grim Reaper. So... I would get really scared in my, I would be like, okay, I'm going to scream because if I scream, he'll go away. And this happened for like, I don't know, maybe like a couple of weeks and then they, it just stopped happening. So yeah. I was going to say, you just have a lot of, a lot of crazy action and stopping out of like dead stop kind of re- like scenarios all the time. Speaking of that, you remember uh-huh. my ghost? <laughs> uh-huh. I was just about to ask. Apparently, my sister came in my room yesterday, and she was like, did you call me? And I was like, no. And she's like, I swear to God I heard you. And I was like, I didn't know. I've been quiet. I've been working on stuff. So, like, that's, that's scary. <sighs> but I have another story. One more. So, my uncle's house. For a while was like really weird vibed like it was it was really spoopy like even like my uncle and my my cousins and stuff like that would be like yeah this house is haunted so whenever i went there like strange things would happen i think i told you about the time where i was like babysitting and like the kitchen lights would come on and they're like as soon as i turned around they would like flip off like somebody was like in the kitchen i think the only story that i really know is like you clean a plate or had a plate down and then you put it on the counter you went to go do something and you came back and the plate was like back in the cabinet and no one was home okay so brief story in the same house i'm talking about i babysitted my cousin when they were a really really little baby so the night before my uncle and my aunt left i came over to just be there for the weekend you know and the baby was crying i was watching tv on the couch you know chilling Mm-hmm. being awake at night when i shouldn't have been the baby started crying so i was like okay well they're sleeping i don't want to wake them up i know how to do formula and stuff i'll go take care of the baby so i turned around and the way their house is is it's the living room attached to the kitchen so you just walk into the kitchen no barriers just you know living room kitchen so i turn around and the light comes on so i'm like oh, okay never mind like my my aunt's up or something like that she's getting a bottle in the kitchen i'll just like just chill you know i turned back around watching tv the light turned off and then i heard like footsteps and the light came back on so i went to turn around to talk to her because i was just gonna be like oh i could have did that or whatever as soon as i went to go look into the kitchen and turn around the light went back off and i was like oh weird i just missed her again and then i turned around and then the light came back on and i was like okay all right okay um there's been there's been many instances at their house i was babysitting there a separate time 
we were playing with crayons and the crayon box was like down next to me I was sleeping on the couch again that's just where I slept when I went over there and then um I heard crayons moving so I was like oh man so I was like I was about to tell them you know go to bed and I looked over and there was nobody there the crayon box was closed and I was like okay all right cool another time we were watching a scary movie I think it was The Conjuring maybe it was a scene where thing was pulling the blankets off of the kid is that the conjuring i think so there's so many that kind of yeah but i think it is it was a scene where the they were pulling the blankets off a kid it we weren't on that scene we were chapters ahead of that scene and i was watching the movie my cousin fell asleep even though we bought the movie off of the xbox store started skipping forward until it got to that scene and started playing. And I was like, I swear to God, if something takes my blankets off, I'm just walking home. Uh, yeah, spoopy. Spoopy times, right? Very spoopy times. Anyway, the whole point of this was... Uh-huh. They have all seen, at night, a suit-dressed man with a hat that just chills out and sits at their dining table. He's just, he's just there. Just there, just chilling out. He's just chilling. And they don't go into the kitchen. They're just like, all right, he's down there. No, thank you. The house isn't bad now. It, it, it doesn't feel as spoopy now. I don't know what happened. The world is weird. And um, mm-hmm. the closer that we get to a Hall's Eve, uh, the thinner the veils become. So, you know, it's just like a great thing overall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That's why I don't, uh, I don't try to disrespect. I don't try to do anything. It's just, just there. Just living their own lives. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You don't, uh, you don't bother me. I don't bother you, you know? It's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. The world's fine. fine. You know? Yeah, it's, it's great. It's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, real quick. My credits. We have monsterfandom.wiki. We have theweek.com.uk. Who is the hat man? We have the lineup, nerdist.com, thought catalog. That's where I got the stories. Whenever you tell the story stories, I always get like heebie jeebies and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, not because it's a bad storytelling, quite the opposite. It's because it's a good storytelling, but also because like these are like with the doppelgangers, like who's to say it's not real? Right. Or, like, it's not going to happen to you. That's the thing. You don't know until it happens, and you you hope it doesn't happen. And then you also, like, think to yourself, like, was that a real thing? Did I really do the thing? You did the thing. It happened. You did the thing. Yeah. Oh. It's there. Oh. There's, there's been many a times where I tried to explain away a thing, and I can't. You can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like, for example, when I first moved into my new place, my dad helped hang, along with my roommate, helped hang like some shelves, pictures and stuff like that in my room. And next to my bed, against like on one side of the window are three black shelves that I got from Amazon and they kind of vary in size. So like one's long, one's medium and one's small. Mm-hmm. And I had put stuff on there. I went away 
for like a day. Like I, I did something and I came back and the top one, specifically the top one, had come off one of the nails, like one of the screws that was hanging in. And when I tell you like it was locked in, it had, you know how like they have like bigger holes and then they have like a small, like little length up top or on the bottom so that you can literally find the bigger hole and then slide it down so that mm-hmm. the the head of the screw or nail or whatever you're using gets trapped and it can't come out unless you pull the whole thing out of the wall. Yeah. It had fallen off of that hook. Only one side though. And I was like, how could you have fallen off? And it's not even on the side that like I think my cats could have gotten to because I have like a, a bamboo-esque shelving unit, but they've never climbed on it. I've never seen them do that. And I've, it was on the opposite side. So I was just like, why did this thing fall when it shouldn't have? I don't quite understand. I still don't know how it fell. I live on a third floor condo. There's no... <laughs> earthquakes there's no shaking of a house there's no nothing i don't get it sometimes i just can't explain it yeah i get you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thank you for that i loved that that was whoo i need i need some good scloofles i need i need a scloofle give it to me all right good good scloofles eh mm-hmm. i went to the renaissance fair it was fun i got soup <laughs> Soup. Did you ever meet your pickle man? No, pickle man wasn't there. They were all in oh. pasture pickles. Oh, it wasn't the right one. Wasn't the right one. Nobody, nobody told me those sweet caress of pickles. Pickles. I no, <laughs> no, wasn't the right one. Great. Thine brine was not the right one. <laughs> was not the brine for me. I love how there's a pickle man. In, it's this, in this specific one. <laughs> I know, I know that's insane. There's a specific. I love how there is the specific pickle man. It'll happen for sure. I love that pickle man. The other spoonful is I've met new friends and they're really fun. And they've, I've, I've randomly dropped into their community and a lot of them have welcomed me with open arms and I'm starting to become like a, like a known member which is wild to me cough so, cough cult husband cough cough <laughs> <laughs> yes cult husband yes. cough cough it's not his real name we jokingly lovingly call him cult husband because of a game dooby doo scooby dooby doo scooby dooby doo ash will you be the shaggy to my scooby dooby yes nice <laughs> for a second i was like why am i shaggy because they're inseparable i right? am yes that i got but i was also like why couldn't we be like brad and daphne or daphne and velma more realistically to be no, honest because i'm scooby newbie i yeah you right i will be ashy washy i please never Ashy washy poo. My ashy, ashy washy. When you say ashy, it makes me feel like I'm ashy. I lotion, okay? <laughs> I hydrate. My beautiful asheroni and cheese. Asheroni. Irene, my wonderful, beautiful roommate, she, uh, I had the door open earlier while we were playing some games and just hanging out. And she, apparently she was like, ash. 
ash, ash, and I heard the third ash, which I thought was the first one. And then she goes, Ashley. And I was like, first of all, you do not call me Ashley. I don't know who that person is. (laughs) She has not been a part of this household or any household since I was like 17. And she started laughing and she was like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, only my mother calls me Ashley. I hate that name. I hate it's the Lee part. It, it's weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel I like feel I that. was in trouble. I legitimately thought I was in trouble with her. And I was like, can I help you? And she was like, look at your stupid cat. <laughs> it was like, oh, he is a stupid cat. Thank you. But also, am I in trouble? <laughs> Mommy? Mommy? Is that you? <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? Papa? <gasps> that's my spoonful did you hear oh please tell me you heard deadpool 3 is coming out and i'm so excited hey yo i didn't yeah. hear that yeah Se- september 6th i want to say 2024 i'm very papa, excited can I, I, papa can you hear me do you want to build a snowman it's do the you same build a snowman? but yeah i'm so excited and 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 it's gonna have wolverine I don't know if he put it on TikTok specifically, but on Twitter and... No, he did put it on TikTok because that's where I saw it first. But everywhere, apparently, there's a Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is like, well, I've been, I've been keeping my mouth hush-hush about it. And he's pouring aviation gin and doing all those things. And he's like, we had a lot of ideas. None of them were good. And then, like, all you hear is, hey, Hugh, do you want to be Wolverine again? And you see, like, a couple of feet go up the stairs and you just hear sure ryan and i was like oh oh oh, oh. so i if no one has known me hi i'm ash and i have an addiction an obsession with deadpool for many reasons many reasons we're the same age technically uh he came out in 1991 february uh my birthday hello so New Mutants 98, what's up? Uh, but I've been obsessed with Deadpool for many years and very excited that a third one is coming out with Wolverine. It's, oh, I've been hoping and I've been dreaming and I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh, and then besides that, on like an actual sentimental note, I got to spend time with my family over the weekend and it was really nice. And they met Irene because, well, my grandparents met Irene. And it was really funny how she would sit there and like my grandma was like, was like, oh, we can get baked beans today and we can go over here. We can do this and that and we can, and just talking all her British stuff and my grandparent, my whole family's British. And uh, Irene just looked at me and in a whisper, she goes, that was so British. Oh my God. And I was like, excuse <laughs> me, ma'am. How dare you? And then literally the next day, she made me breakfast. We got home super late because they live like three hours away. She made Mm -hmm. me breakfast at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I grabbed a spoon and I I made coffee and I stirred my coffee with my spoon and I wiped it off and then I used it to scoop butter out. And again, she looked at me and she's like, why are you so British? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? She's like, why are you scooping butter out with a spoon? for your toast and i was like well the back of the spoon that's how you scoop it so that 
it's easy and I don't want to dirty another dish because I already use it for my... Why are you yelling at me? Why? <laughs> just let <laughs> she, me scoop my body. She was like, I never realized just like how British you were. Like, but without being British because I'm the first generation born in America. So I'm very American, clearly. Uh, so she wants me to like sit with my grandparents again. Because they didn't really talk a whole lot. We were watching movies and stuff. So she's like, I want to hear you talk like actual British. So I told her, I was like, just get me around them for long enough. It'll happen. They just have to talk. And like magic. It's like a, it's like a mocking jay. As soon as they start talking, it's done for. I can't, I can't not do it. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my scoopful. So I guess that's, uh. That's a wrap. We've been to chatting for two hours. It's been a long... I'm so excited. We had a short episode last week, so it's a better... Hopefully this is appeasing to your ear holes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Before we do our scloonism and our outro, right now we are still doing like every other week for posting just because I did get COVID a month ago and it was it wrecked me so like we're still back on the whole like kind of taking a break and half not taking a break but we are still promoting and doing our episodes so just bear with us while we kind of work everything back up yet again it's me i take the full blame yes you shut i do my thing also i just made a flower with my voice in this uh program it's kind of cool how did you make a flower? I'll take a screenshot of it so I can show you it. Hell yeah. Anyway, um, now I'm kind of jealous and I'm really mad that I can't make a flower. You How can. Does... You just have to say shut. 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 Oh, trying to make it again is not happening. That's not how that works. And people are like, what the hell are they doing? It's us. Making hidden hidden audio that you can't see. Have you ever seen Matt Pat? Look at the audio. Oh, can we talk about how much love and respect I have for Matt Pat in his entire fucking career? Can we just like two yeah. seconds of that time? Yeah, he's amazing, okay. and his wife Stephanie is incredible. Yeah, their whole team incredible. I actually watched the Markiplier Power Wash Pals Power Hour nonsense with him. Uh-huh. He, I guess, Markiplier is doing a series where he'll just power wash with people for an hour or so um and do like interview it's super cute i really like like because it's just chilling it's just vibing it's just chilling we should power wash what are we doing with our lives can we i have it i don't but i will get it okay i just loved like learning more about matt pat and like the way that they think and do things and you know as a community and like a corporation versus just like him and it was great i thoroughly enjoyed that hour so Highly, if you guys haven't seen a game theory, you should check them out. And food theory and film theory. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, many theories. Mm-hmm. It's great. He recently made me the happiest person on the planet because he did a Sims 4 theory. Oh, yeah. Or just a Sims in general theory. And it's so good. And it made me want to play The Sims again so bad. So, yeah, know. he does it a lot, I feel. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thanks so much guys for sticking with us it's been a lot it's been a journey we're still working on it please do your things we love you so much you know all the good stuff you know what i'm saying all the good stuff mm-hmm. follow us on twitter at mhm pod please guys 
use our promo code monsters1515 at witchesbeautyparlor.com. Get all your lip gloss and eyeshadow needs. I think they're coming out with something really soon after they finish their new formula updates. Very excited. I used some lip gloss the other day when I went out for, um, like, because of, again, being sick and with COVID. I was like, I want to look pretty. And it was such a good, like, little minimal boost, like, confident, like, a makeup, no makeup look. It was great. Yeah, it's one of those moments where you're, like, time to stop being a sad bitch and start being a bad bitch. <laughs> you know? Can that be your excludism, please? I mean, you yeah. have to do something or another thing, but, like, that's another excludism. Yeah. Stop being a sad bitch and be a bad bitch. Listen, there are times. There are times in our life where you have to be a sad bitch. But don't you forget that underneath that sad bitch is a bad bitch. And you're going to come out and you're going to come stronger than ever. And you're going to be the baddie that we know you is. We love you. This goes for men, women, non-gender. All of you are some bad bitches. And I love you. The gays, the theys, the girls. Yeah, everybody. And the worlds. You know what I'm everybody. saying? Everybody. 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 That should be our first TikTok. And if you don't do that, I'm going to be so sad. That was incredible. <laughs> Skloon. Where did what? this... I got the I got the two thirty a.m. Gremlin energy. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm it's there with you. Mm-hmm. Besides that, any other Sklunisms for today? Go out with a bang. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watch Happy Fun Times before you go to bed tonight. That's more of a cautionary tale maybe don't think about you know the the guy that's gonna loom over you if you don't yeah listen to this in the morning yeah start your day with uh beheading yeah and men with hats yeah freddy cougar style kick your morning off right with the mhm podcast featuring ash and me Sloon. okay but hear me out though how cute would it be if we made coffee and tea mugs <laughs> to start your morning right is that your morning right with, with a murder. nice cup of murder <laughs> murder best served hot great thanks everyone for joining us this day and every day and you're special and we love you all so you do yeah we'll uh we'll see you in the There's next one bad bitches don't yeah. you worry yeah bad 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 bitches bad bitches bad bitches bad bitches <laughs> Bye. Bye. You're such a bad bitch. You're a bad bitch. This has been Murder, Horror, Monsters, with new episodes every Tuesday. Research, editing, and production by Skloon and Ash. Music produced by Dank with a Stank. Credits by Spooky Rose. Rate, review, and follow on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Want to work with us? Send a request to murderhorrormonsterspod at gmail.com.